Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Eric. Oh, that's me. The <sighs> not official co-host, but majority co-host? Yeah, well, now that I'm doing Friday recaps, it's like, who's free on a Friday yeah, night? Yeah, I'm the only loser that has <laughs> <laughs> no... No plans on Friday nights, nothing to do, no <laughs> well, uh, no busy fair, life. Uh, and to break the fourth wall, is it the fourth wall if it's a podcast? <laughs> the third wall? <laughs> How did you get into my house? Get out. I'm I not breaking any be, walls. It would be weirder if a f- podcast put up a fourth wall. I always uh, have a fourth wa- wall up at all times uh-huh. in every interaction I yeah, have. Right, um, right. I actually have six walls up. Nice. Oh, that's nice. That's Just, good I like to, to have yeah. extra layers of walls. Just a cube of isolation. Yeah, so yeah. nobody can get in. <laughs> so, a full disclosure, we're not recording on a Friday. We're recording on a Thursday. Wow. So, if anything insane happens on Friday, and I have to say that as a serious <laughs> preface. That would be... Like if Trump declares war on a Friday and you're uh, just like, why aren't they talking about it? I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to disparage your podcast in any way because I'm on it. Mm-hmm. But that would be so awesome if you switch to a once a week recap episode. That's well, like, well, I think it would be conspicuous regardless if we didn't talk about a huge story on a weekly recap. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like podcast? it would be, it would just be so funny to me if you, if you switched your whole podcast format over to like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're only going to do an end of the week recap so we can just cover all the stories. Mm-hmm. And like the third episode of that new format, something huge, huge happens, happens and you don't talk about it. <laughs> so the reason I can't record on Fridays is because my life is a mess and I'm serving on a grand jury right now and it's fucking wild that's crazy i've always i've never gotten jury duty i, I can't talk obviously i can't talk about the specifics but yeah. guys it's a lot there's murders well grand jury is different right because you're yes. you you basically basically bring you in for a set amount of time and you hear a lot of cases right? yeah and i will say having served on a grand jury now i now understand why you know that expression a grand jury will indict a, a ham, ham sandwich. sandwich yeah it's true yeah. and i never understood why exactly but now that i've served on a grand jury um, you just hear from the prosecution. Right, yeah, yeah, You yeah. don't hear from the defense. Yeah, because they're not trying to determine whether they're guilty or not. They're no. just trying to figure out whether it should go to trial. Oh, and it took us a while to explain that to the other jurors <laughs> who think we're a trial jury. <laughs> and also, like, I understand, do not trust the cops. Right, yeah. And I yeah, finally had to be like, I don't trust the cops. Right, right, I'm right. like, but this will, will all come out during the trial. Uh-huh. It literally, all our job is is to determine, is there enough evidence for this to plausibly go to trial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our one job. Right. That is why a grand jury will indict a ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if the prosecution shows up, uh, or I'm sorry, if the state shows up and presents evidence that's like, here's a ham sandwich. Is this a ham sandwich? And we're all like, yes. And they're like, okay, so indict. Yeah. That's that's essentially what it is. Right, yeah. And also because ham sandwiches are famously thieves. Exactly. Everyone knows that. Look, I don't, look. I look. I'll be the bad guy. Right. Okay, I'll say it. We all, everybody's thinking it. Okay, everyone knows it. All right. I wouldn't agree with you. Ham but sandwiches steal. A ham okay? sandwich stole all my jewelry. Yeah. So yeah, they can burn it now. Yeah. Uh, so I've indicted many sandwiches, and uh, but they keep us fucking late. They let us go at yeah. seven p.m. today, and like I. 
it's shitty because I work like four jobs now and I have to go record my dumb podcast and I'm mad about that. But there are other jurors who are like, I got to go get my kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they actually have real shit that. I love that. That probably happens a lot now. In in our modern age, like people are like, um, excuse me, uh, judge, I can't stay because I have to go uh, record a podcast. And the judge is like, <laughs> oh, oh, what? Don't worry, they one hundred percent don't care yeah, that yeah. I'm self employed and I do oh, this to pay my rent. Not. They I don't just, care. I you should have seen me try to explain a self employment and b podcasting to them. Yeah, I mean these, and I'm not disparaging, you know, city employees, but. They all still have Microsoft Word, you know, <laughs> right, like right. they 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 run on Windows. Uh-huh. Um, they're that level. So yeah. like trying to explain Patreon to anyone who works for the government is sort of uh, a lost cause. So they don't give a shit that oh, I'm self-employed. Yeah, there I was mean, a guy there who was like when I got chosen for grand jury service, there was a guy there who was literally like, I'm self-employed. And if you put me on this grand jury, I will go broke. Yeah. And they were like, we don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I I mean... But they pay us $40 a day, <laughs> Right. I mean, like, regardless of, like, <clears throat> what should or shouldn't happen, like, in the eyes of the law, it just doesn't matter. Like... Which it, is bananas. Yeah, it should matter. I'm, I'm not saying it should... I'm not saying... It definitely should matter. But as it stands right now, it does not. No. Uh, you could be, like... <clears throat> I mean, like, doctors have to go to jury duty. And they'll be, like... You know what I mean? Like, they yeah, don't but in th- theory, there's other doctors who at the hospital. You don't know that. I mean, yeah, maybe. Also, some jobs pay you if you get jury duty. They will. Yeah, it depends. I mean, when I was doing like HR and management stuff, we had a bunch. Or it, uh, in two years, I think we had four employees get jury duty mm-hmm. at different times. And like. Most of the time, at least in New York, you're only obligated. Basically, it's like you're obligated to pay your employee for three days. And then yeah, and then you basically turn it over to the state, and the state compensates them. For it, the again, it depends on the job, because there yeah. are a couple jurors who will only get paid for two weeks, and they got chosen for two weeks, so they were like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's so fucked up, dude. Yeah, it's, it's like so every shitty. other aspect of American culture. It's like, it's the worst possible way to do it. Yeah. People are freaked out that they get chosen for jury service because they're like, am I going to lose my job? It's Can really I pay t- my rent? It's really tough. Like, uh, like I remember I was listening to, I think, I think... Uh, it was the podcast 12 Hour Day with mm-hmm. uh, J.D. Amato and Connor Ratliff. Mm-hmm. And they were talking one time about jury duty because one of them had jury duty. And it was like, why don't we just let people, like when you register to vote, why can't you just check a box say, I would like to do jury duty? Because no one will do it. I think a lot of people would. I fully disagree. I saw a room full of adults basically screaming to get out of jury duty. <laughs> yeah. And they have to tell you where they're like, listen, if you do this, if more people do jury duty. Mm-hmm. We won't call you back for a decade. Mm. The numbers are so low right now. Yeah, they're yeah, calling yeah. people back at six or seven years. Yeah, I wonder what. And it's mandatory right I, now. I don't. Yeah, I wonder like, how do you, uh, how do you deal with this? Pay like that? people better. That was another thing. They were like, I we wish true, we yeah. could wish we could give you more money. The guy who like did our whole, you know. uh, not tutorial, but like swearing us in and everything. Yeah. Um, introduction was like, I wish I could give you hundreds of dollars a day. 
it's not up to me. We don't have the money. We can only pay you $40 a day. I wonder what would be, you think $100 a day would be fair? I'd take 100 bucks. I feel like a hundred dollars a day is a good like break even point. I will say I was not fully prepared for like the psychological toll. Yeah, I'm sure. Like it was bad today. There yeah, were yeah. jurors crying. Yeah. It was I'm intense. Sure. And I was like, Oh, they didn't really brace us for this. Yeah. And you're paying us forty bucks and like these people are like they had to miss work and right, right. they can't pick up their kids and you paid them forty bucks to like partially traumatize them <laughs> for the day. Uh, anyways, guys. Uh, so that is all to say we're recording a day early. If something big happens on Friday and we don't talk about it, that is why. Uh, and I have one more week of jury duty after this. So I'm also going to have to record next Thursday as well. Cool. That is, I will say that is nice about the grand jury thing that because it's not one case, they can just be like, you're serving for two weeks. Cause I yeah. know like people, I've known people that got regular like trial jury duty and they're just like, you'll be here as long as the case goes. Well, there was one grand jury uh, that was chosen when I was there that was three months. Ooh. And it can go as long as six months to a year and a half. Yeah. What the fuck do you do if that happens? No job is going to be like, yeah, that's cool. You can <laughs> take a year and a half off. I mean, it, I don't know what the laws are. I think they have to let you. But that's like any other law. Like supposedly they're supposed to give you like election day off so you yeah, can like yeah, vote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but how many jobs actually they, do I that? I don't know if they have to I think they can technically replace you but they have to I think the way the law is worded is like they have to have your job for you when you get back. So like theoretically they could be like somebody else is going to do your job while you're gone but like I don't know. I I'd be it, curious it to know yeah, yeah, yeah what uh, actually happens. Yeah, it's crazy cuz yeah that's the thing about that's always like really freaked me out about like trial jury duty is like you get picked, and then it's like, they there's no way they can even tell you how long it'll be. They have a guess, but then yeah. it's like the people that the OJ trial was like a year and a half. Yeah, they they always use that as an example. Yeah. in grand juries where they're <laughs> like, OJ, look at what happened with the OJ people. And we're like, like, yeah, like, we know they went insane in that hotel <laughs> and started like screaming at each other. Of course be, they did. What if what if like I always thought about like, it would be so funny if like. You have like you know like those big cases they have to sequester the jury so they can't like watch TV or like watch Read any media. Yeah, they yeah. can't do any. They can't interact with the outside world at all. They're like quarantined off in this hotel. It's like what if they just like it was like a Lord of the Flies situation. They just like started their own civilization on the floor of this oh, hotel. Well, have you ever heard the OJ uh, jurors talk about what happened? Not really. They no. went insane. <laughs> I'm sure they yeah. like found their handlers and were screaming like, "You have to let us out! You have to!" Let <laughs> like they did actually kind of go batty. Um, so let's not talk about jury service anymore because I just spent all day in a courtroom. <laughs> uh, do you have any grand jury or uh, trial jury stories? I've, I've Hashtag light treason pod. I've never gotten duty. You're going to get it. We'll see. Uh, so I wanted to do recommendations before we get to bad news. Ooh, okay. Oh, I have so many. Where do I start? I finally saw Coco, everybody. I watched it on Netflix. What is Coco? It is magical. Derek, how do you not know what Coco is? <laughs> I don't I don't Oh I my don't. god, I'm disgusted. <laughs> I I apologize for I've Eric heard everyone. The name. I Eric don't know is racist. Yeah, uh-huh. So it is Disney's latest anime. Is it their latest animation? They might have had a one after it. But it's about a little boy um in Mexico and it's about the Day of the Dead. 
Oh, okay. And his ancestors, and he's very musical, and he loves to play the guitar and sing, and his family hates music. And it's all because his uh, great-grandfather was a musician and supposedly abandoned his family. Gotcha. So they, like, uh, banished music forever. Okay. Well, I didn't watch it because Walt Disney was an anti-Semite. So who's racist now? Oh, stop it. (laughs) Uh, So it's great. It's beautiful. And I had heard everything, like, you know, the music's great, the animation's gorgeous. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Uh, and I still never saw it because I'm an asshole. And I finally watched it because it's on Netflix. And it's great. Nice. I love it. Nice. So I saw that. Also, there's a comedy that you should watch, Eric. Anybody who likes comedies should watch it called Dairy Girls. Dairy Girls? Okay. Uh, Dairy, D-E-R-R-Y. As oh, in okay. Dairy, Ireland. I see. And it's about a group of girls who are growing up during the Troubles in Ireland. (laughs) The Troubles, yeah. And it is so cool, the tone of the show, because it's technically a group of children growing up in an occupied city. Right. And it's a comedy. But then there will occasionally something very serious will happen, like a bomb explodes. (laughs) And and then it gets, like, real. And then it gets very funny again. And it's really a, a tricky balancing act. So it's like... It's like Angela's Ashes, but fun. No, it actually, it like uh, the f- the inverse of that. It reminded me of like every dumb, like coming of age story for four white boys. Oh, okay. But it's girls, All and right. then it's also very serious occasionally. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like flashes of seriousness. It is overwhelmingly. It has a like comedy. the tone, like a, you mean the tone of like a like a super bad or something like that. Uh, there's an English show that I'm trying to remember that it really reminded me of. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, it's great. The writing's awesome. Nice. The girls are so fucking Sounds good. Awesome. I love watching um like a coming of age show like that. Yeah. And the actors and the characters are so well realized that. You're like, yes, exactly. I know exactly who that person is, but I've never seen them fully realized until now, which is weird for me to say because I didn't grow up in Ireland. But like (laughs) there are universal qualities to young Mm -hmm. girls that transcend countries and and, uh, circumstances and stuff like that. I kind of felt that way about Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. There were a lot of characters in Freaks and Geeks. I was like, this is the only show that has ever accurately depicted a nerd yeah and it's that's so <laughs> weird but that's true yeah. yeah for sure for sure and then the moment oh it's a spoiler for the the series but if you haven't seen freaks and geeks yet you're a bad person wow what are you doing and deserve to have it spoiled for you <laughs> but the very end of the series when james franco flips and realizes he's a geek oh yeah that yeah, scene's yeah. so good oh, it's so good and it's like perfect character development yeah, uh-huh. nothing feels forced right uh, James Franco is a douchebag, but he is amazing in that scene. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, so it's good. so good. So, and then I also talked about you on Netflix. Uh, yeah. And I finished it, and I really liked it. It's so fucked up. And I was hoping it would end the way it ended, but I, d- I was like, I don't know if they're going to have the balls to do oh, this. Yeah. And they did it, and nice. I was like, nice, you. <laughs> it's like the most fucked up way for it to end, but also that was the natural conclusion for this character. That's funny. I'm glad to hear that. I, f- I feel like I've heard so many neg- – I feel like I've read a bunch of negative reviews of it on like Twitter and stuff. Who's saying bad things? A lot of people. I think a lot of people are just like – feel like it's like – the general consensus I got from like reading Twitter is that a lot of people feel like it's, I guess, like not glamorized. 
not sufficiently uh, stigmatizing like obsessive qualities or something like that. I don't. I, don't I disagree. I I think they know. At, at no point do I think like they approve of Joe's behavior. Yeah, yeah. Joe, I really like the character because I think. Here's why I could see a lot of guys not liking it. Joe says a lot of shit that so-called like white male allies say on Twitter. Oh yeah. So yeah, he'll yeah. say shit like it's there's a lot of his voiceover in the show and like I screamed multiple times because mm. he would say stuff like I think I'm the biggest feminist you know oh. about himself. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's that guy?" Yeah. So I could see it like uh hitting a nerve with some people. Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, I thought it's great, especially when I found out it was on Lifetime. I was like, this is edgy for Lifetime. Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. I need to watch it. I have not, I've I not thought it was it. really, this is a weird word because it, it deals with a very serious subject, which, heads up and trigger warning, is stalking and obsessive behavior. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, it's very darkly funny. But right. I, it's not at, like, I never felt like it was at her expense. I yeah, always yeah. was like, Joe's a douchebag and an idiot, and he just doesn't realize it. Right. He's not slick or sophisticated. He's very clumsy when he, like, tries to execute any crime. Yeah, um, yeah. Not a particularly smart guy, but very pretentious. Works in a bookstore. Yeah. So, you know, is well-read, so he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. Then there's also this really cool character who he's very condescending about um, the female protagonist's friends because they like go out and drink. So he's like, mm. oh, Philistines. Yeah. But one of I, I this is like a loose spoiler. Um, one of her friends. So one of the drinking party girls yeah. is like arguably smarter than Joe and immediately pegs him as a fucking obsessive creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he hates her of even course. more because yeah, of that. Yeah, But I, I liked that nuance of, uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff with her as well that makes her like a very complicated character. Uh-huh. Um, but I liked that a lot. Yeah, because he, that sounds cool. Because he tries to immediately dismiss these women as stupid and vapid, <laughs> course, and yeah. it's like, they're smarter than you do. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so, and then also, I guess for my anti-rec, because I should always do an anti-rec, I right? I love it. Uh, The Mist, which is also on Netflix. The Mist? Okay. <sighs> Guys, produced by Harvey Weinstein. I didn't notice until the fourth episode. Gross. And then I was just too far in to stop. And I was like, okay, rapist Mick Rapey uh, produced this. Uh-huh. So heads up for that. Also, deeply problematic exploration of rape culture. Wow, I'm shocked. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, w- it's basically bitches be lying. And I, it's based on a Stephen King book. I heard the book's great. I'm sure it is. The show is um, not good. Do you feel like it's maybe one of those things where like Stephen King in the book was trying to do something and then the interpretation for the show is just all wrong? I don't know. Cause I, full, I mean, I haven't read the book, so yeah, I don't know yeah. how the book deals I with... I don't think I've read that. I read a lot of Stephen King, but I don't think I've read that so one. So here's... I mean, again, spoiler, if you want to watch The Mist, I don't think you should, but... What happens is uh, the mist is a supernatural event that happens in response to society's failings. And the tipping point is that this young girl gets raped by someone. Okay. So in that respect, I was like, oh, cool. This is like um, a critique of rape culture. Yeah, it's and interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are some really good actors in the show who like carry it the first few episodes and then everything just falls apart. But... Spoiler alert, what happens is uh, she falsely accuses 
the wrong guy of raping her. Gotcha. And he's just a nice guy. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. the quarterback of the football team. And he's just always trying to help. And why is this mean girl saying that uh, he raped her? And then it turns out her, and he identifies as gay, her gay best friend raped her. Right. So it's like a way to blame a gay man yeah, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. raping a, a cis white girl, um, which is such a weird choice. And again, I don't know if that happens in the book. Yeah, I'm wondering. Like I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know if it happens in the book. I, I I'm wondering like if it happened in the book, if it was written in a different way to like accentuate it different show, points. It was just such a weird to establish a character as gay and then be like, but he raped her. And like yeah. the reason he raped her, not that there's ever a good reason to do it sure. is, uh, I didn't want her to leave me. She's my best friend. Okay. He was yeah, worried yeah, about yeah, yeah. some unworthy straight dude right, having right, sex right. with, Ugh, it was so bad. Yeah, It sounds strange. It's awful. I will say hot take. Yes. I like Stephen King. Stephen King. Uh, yeah. I, 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 truthfully, the only uh, books slash series I've read of his is The Green Mile mm. because the way that came out was really cool. This is pre-internet, everybody. Uh, it was, was it a, serialized? It was a serial oh, over the summer. I love that. And my parents, we were on a road trip to upstate New York, so yeah. I would dip into these. I Not by myself. I was like <laughs> nine or ten. Yeah. But like my dad would pull over to get gas and some of these stores like sell books and I would just like keep picking up the new one it was very fun. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. Andy Weir did that with The Martian. It's. I think it's so fun. Originally, to do. The Martian was like, it was a blog. He like wrote oh, wow. it. Like he wrote each chapter as like a blog entry, and it was cool. serialized. And then it got such a huge response that he he had it turned into. Oh, a book. that's so cool. I think yeah, I love stuff like that. Um, so before we move on to bad news, is ooh. there any? Th do you have Rex? Uh, yeah, I have one. I have not done anything. I've been such a that's piece fine. Of, we I've don't have a ton done of time. Such a piece of do shit. Do one week. really good one. <laughs> I don't know if it's is a it good one. Piss me off. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Look, I don't know if it's a good one. I like it, and it's all I've done this week. Okay. I've watched like six seasons of Shark Tank. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, what is I found out that all of Shark Tank is on Hulu. Oh, that's awful. I've just been I started it from episode Gross. one. I've, just, okay. I've watched so much Shark Tank. I have three questions. Okay. One, what's the what what's like the best invention you've seen so far that you were like, that's fucking brilliant? Uh you know what? The best one, honestly, was just like uh, my favorite is when somebody brings in something that everybody's like, oh, yeah, why doesn't this exist? Yeah. And the one that got me the most because it is so simple is a guy invented a water bottle with caps on both ends. Why do you need that? Because sometimes you can't get down there in there and clean the bottom. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Right. Every, they, they took it and they were like, oh, my God. <sighs> like nobody. Nobody thought of this before. And he was like, nope. They're like. I don't understand. That, like, okay, <laughs> not to be hyperbolic about it, but when stuff like that happens, I'm yeah. like, we're going to be okay. Yeah, right. That there's somebody out there who just, like, a billion people looked at a water <laughs> bottle and were like, this is good. Yeah, it's fine. And one guy was like, we can't clean the bottom. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> I remember when that episode came out, I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then they were, like, just passing around being like, how did. How did nobody think of this? Oh my god! Okay, yeah, that's that one really blew good. my mind. What's the dumbest one? Uh, oh yeah, this is a classic for all all the shark the Shark Tank heads out there. Mm -hmm. This guy comes in. He's like a middle aged to older man, white guy. I'm already pissed. Yeah, white yeah. guy, gray hair, glasses. Looks like a classic. Like 
if you were to write a sitcom and there was a guy who lives in the neighborhood who like quote unquote invents things, he looks like that guy. Sure. Right? He comes in and he's developed what he calls the Sullivan generator. Oh my god, I'm it's so a, it's mad. it's not made yet. It's all theoretical. Yeah. But the Sullivan generator is a large apparatus, like the size of like an oil. Is rig. this gonna be like when Homer uh, thought he invented a robot and it was just like <laughs> sort remember of like, like Marge that. like points and it's just like a colander with yeah some, like, yeah Christmas basically lights yeah on yeah it. exactly yeah, yeah. so he, it's all it's all it is is like is just like figures and drawings right mm-hmm. but it's it's a proposal and it's like an oil rig sized apparatus that sits in the ocean okay and it it. It's a it's basically a water turbine to create electricity. Mm-hmm. So it sucks up water from the ocean. It spins it around in this big turbine to to make uh uh hyd- hydro hydroelectric energy, mm-hmm. right? But then his selling point, the way he's going to get the sharks is that through this process of spinning basically spinning this water to create like a hurricane in this big turbine yeah. that creates all this energy. The selling point is that the waste product from this process <laughs> is gold what (laughs) alchemy he says he says that by doing this there's a waste product that's magnesium and gold so here's my question (laughs) what is the screening process do they like let in a crank every once in a while where they're like we want to see the sharks tear into this guy honest to god can't figure out because there have been some inventions on there that are just so there have been some products on there that are so stupid they must like one in every 30 they're like this guy's insane yeah so did the sharks were they like i'm sorry gold yeah i mean they were just like what gold he was like yeah (laughs) like it's pretty they were like okay and then they were just like we're humoring him and they're like <sighs> mm, i'm gonna pass god the thing that freaks me out about shark tank is the idea that people have like mortgaged their house to build this stupid thing yeah that isn't a good invention yeah and like watching people I, what i hate about american <sighs> reality television versus like say british reality television some british reality television like the great british bake-off or something yeah yeah is the Great British Bake Off, the reason it's such a joy to watch is no one is like, I've mortgaged my house to be here. <laughs> right, They're just yeah. like, I think I have a really good job, and also I like baking, uh-huh, yeah. uh, and I want to bake, and it's yeah. like, cool, I want to watch you bake. I hate the quality of American reality shows that are like, I sold my kidney to get here. <laughs> right. And also, if I don't win, I will die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't enjoy watching right, that. Right, it's right. not like stakes for me. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. our culture sucks uh-huh. so badly right, right. that people have to go on reality shows to mm. like hopefully not die. Right, right. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's terrible. So my third question uh-huh. is, has watching Shark Tank inspired any invention ideas in you? <laughs> not yet. I okay. will. I did... When I first started, uh, when I found out it was on Hulu and I was like, I'm going to watch the whole series, I I just tweeted, I was like, everybody please pray for Faith that I don't like <laughs> s- start some stupid business. I mean, and, like, Faith's a smart woman and has her finances separate from you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So absolutely. if you go down, yeah. it won't affect me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> uh, I haven't had any invention idea. I used to, when I was a kid, I was all about being an inventor. I wanted to invent stuff. Sure. Which is fun. It's funny to me that there are people that's like, it's not necessarily that you have an invention idea, but like there are people that they're like, it's like I want to be just an inventor, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like just I'll figure out something, mm-hmm. you know, just invent stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep us posted, and yeah, everybody follow definitely. Eric on Twitter in case he invents something <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the night. Uh, maybe. 
All right, guys. Uh, that's enough of the nonsense. That's not nonsense. It's the pop culture section. It's good stuff. Why do I have to shit on things I love? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, guys, here's your bad news. Let's talk about a bunch of man babies uh, crying about razors. Oh, God. Man, my... (laughs) The worst thing that has ever happened to me is that my mom knows how to use the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Is she boycotting Gillette? I don't think she's boycotting. She just, like, posted the... Here's the... When she got Facebook, I was like, okay, it's pretty harmless that my mom and my dad have Facebook, whatever. And then, like, she's just... But she's become savvy enough to, like, use the internet and find out about stuff like this. So now she just constantly... Like, I swear to God, so, like, before I even knew about the fucking Gillette thing, she, like, posted it on Facebook and was (laughs) like, wow, great job, Gillette. I was like, oh, man. Oh, this sucks. I mean, okay, so in case you missed it, Gillette put out this ad that's, like, fine about (laughs) toxic masculinity. It's truly, like, the lowest bar they could clear. Where they're like, hey, if you see a woman getting raped, I don't know, maybe say something. (laughs) And everyone's like, wow, Gillette, wow. Yeah. Uh, It's, like, fine. I'm I'm glad it exists. I think it's important. Um, But truly... The reason Gillette made this ad is they were like, the liberals will share it and the conservatives will also share it because they'll be mad. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw like some metric that was like the week before the ad, they had 10,000 mentions on Twitter. And mm-hmm. the week of the ad, it was like 3 million. Yeah. It was like so, so much. Like, you know, they made like they sat down with calculators in yeah. a boardroom and they, they made the appropriate calculations for how much could we potentially lose if we do this versus yeah, yeah, gain. Yeah. And they realized they would gain more than they would lose. Of course. And because, you know, hashtag Me Too is big now. And they were like, oh, let's really tap into the zeitgeist. It's also like, yeah, like the reason that they do stuff like this is because like nobody's going to stop buying Gillette razors. No, I mean, they're they're going to do their dumb. The conservatives will do their dumb, meaningless boycott that they always do, which is one idiot throws his Gillette in the (laughs) toilet. This happened and took a photo of it and probably had to fish it out of the toilet. (laughs) 10 seconds later because you would destroy your pipes if you flushed it. (laughs) So good on you, dude. It's like when they did the dumb Starbucks, like happy holidays as their name, or I'm sorry, Merry Christmas is their name. That's my, Oh God, that's my favorite. Conservative boycotts are my absolute favorite because like they get together like, here's what we're going to do guys. We're going to stick to Starbucks. We're all going to go buy a bunch of Starbucks. Like if you thought it through (laughs) for like a minute, you would be like, wait, we're giving them more money (laughs) and more attention. And we're all stupid. But they don't, and no. then they do it, and it's amazing. No, and no, nobody's, they're not, none of these people are going to care about, they're going to take their picture, they're, gonna put, they're oh, boycotting Gillette, and in a week when they have to go buy new razors, they're going to go to the store and be like, ah. Well, did you see the conservatives who were like, time to shift my business to Dollar Shave Club, <laughs> which by the way, I do Dollar Shave Club. Oh, do you? I do. Do you like it? I do. I like it a lot. Uh, here's why. Uh, two things I hate buying uh-huh. and I put it off until it is like truly a health hazard yeah. <laughs> is buying a new toothbrush uh-huh. and buying new razors. Yeah. And that's why I have um, fucking Equip yeah. and uh, Dollar Shave Club because yeah. they send me that shit. Right. Uh, here's the problem though. I now have like a 
backlog of razor blades uh-huh. because apparently I don't because I don't shave every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not some idiot. No, I <laughs> like I don't shave my face like a dude or right. not just dudes, but people who shave their faces every day yeah. need to change their razors more regularly. More wear and tear on it. Yeah, uh, and I didn't calculate that and as far as i know there's no way for me to slow down <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> dear tall shave club please stop standing me razors. so what i'm trying to say please is stop. eric do you want to buy some razors because <laughs> i have them uh so why the fuck am i talking about oh yeah so there were a bunch of conservatives who were like time to shift my business to dollar shave club listen gillette doesn't care gillette's gonna be fine yeah. so i wanted to talk about this but like walk the line between Let's not go overboard praising Gillette because this was them just seizing on a cultural phenomenon. I mean, it's just like every time a brand does something like this, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's it's like the really like loud male feminist type. They're like, I don't rape women. It's like, wow. Right? <laughs> Slow wow. clap, dude. Great job. You know what I mean? It's what like it's the lowest possible bar. Yeah. And I, the one thing that they did that I thought was interesting and really cool uh-huh. was they showed old Gillette ads that were sexist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a Gillette ad where like a, a guy's grabbing a woman's butt and right. it was like supposed to be funny back in the day. And now they show men in 2019 watching it and like not being into it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought that was really cool because it was like, oh, that's your own history. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. acknowledging it. It's cool. Like, I don't, it's, yeah, like, uh, w- it's good that they did it. It's just that they don't, they're not some sort of like woke organization now. No. Like they don't deserve a bunch of, like it's good that they did it and it's good that they're bringing up this stuff and I hope they do more of it. I just don't like, they don't deserve to be like, oh, this is the new like liberal cause. Yeah. And know? I feel like younger people are better at sniffing that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. But older millennials, and I don't know why it is, maybe because we, we knew corporations before they had to. <laughs> sort right. of pay yeah, that lip yeah, service yeah. so for us it feels like wow this is super right, woke. but like right. younger people can yeah. sniff that shit out and they're like this is bullshit i also think it's just a lot of young or a lot of older millennials are just like i think still we just grew up in a time we still like pre-internet like you know the world is very rigid you just understood like all these institutions and like the world you know what i mean like right. i feel like younger people are like oh some corporate i don't give a shit like it's not yeah. a big deal like i like it's uh, corporations and ads and tv ads don't hold the same weight that they used to i think for people like of our age where it's like you know back like pre-internet a tv commercial was a huge deal yeah you know, and corporations like, were just constantly trying to kill us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even in the ads, it was yeah. just like you're bad and you're ugly. <laughs> right. and buy this deodorant so people will fuck you. Yeah, uh, and we were like, okay, no, mom, <laughs> okay. Back to please. Uh, and now they have to be like, um, hey, let's get real for a second. <laughs> Can we rap about rape? <laughs> and everyone's like, wow. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. And then also like the reason that like j- th- people are just better at you know detecting things like yeah gillette put out this ad but like their quote-unquote ladies razors still cost more than regular razors yeah like, the it's tax <laughs> like, uh you know yeah it's like it's it's like okay great job i guess for putting out a cool commercial but like, i mean i think what all credit to the activists right because the whole reason gillette feels they have to make that ad is because of stuff like the me too 
movement right and um you know feminist gains and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're trying to ride that wave because they're like oh this is the future uh-huh. and if we don't pretend like we're with it right then we'll get left behind right, right, right. so it's an empty gesture but i think it matters that they felt they had to make the yeah, gesture. yeah yeah it's a good indicator of where the culture is going I yeah think. usually i mean uh this is an issue every year at pride mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of corporations that show up with their floats yeah, yeah and the the parades become very very corporate and a lot of people do not like it for that reason but it is also meaningful that these corporations feel that they have to do that because right, right. the world has changed so yeah much. yeah so also in bad news, um, <laughs> can we talk about how in the days after Trump fired Comey as FBI director, uh, the FBI became so concerned by Trump's behavior that they began investigating whether he's been working on behalf of Russia. Which <laughs> again, like, unsurprising, right? right? And yeah. for all the reasons we've talked about on this show, but there is an aspect of the story that I wanted to talk about that I think is a little. Um, underreported and that is that the fbi can pull rank on the president like that oh yeah that's wild yeah i mean i think i mean it's hard to it's hard to parse that because trump's such an anomaly that i feel like when you say stuff like that people are like yeah good because he's behaving so strange. Well, that's sort of one of the things that sort of one of the least tolerable things about the tr- I mean, t- obviously, tr- I don't. I don't think I need to preface this by saying Trump is a terrible person. I sure. hope he goes to jail forever, stuff like that. But it's like, what bugs me is when people are like, stuff like this happens, and they're like, "Yeah, this is good. The FBI should investigate him." It's like, well, the FBI has always had too much power. Like, well, and that's my concern yeah. that that power will inflate even more under yeah. Trump yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. At this point, people are just like, God, please just bring him down. Right, right, right. So they don't care how far the FBI goes right. in overstepping boundaries as long as it's under the guise of like keeping Trump in check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then exactly. what happens when he's not president? Right, anymore? exactly. And then the FBI, this is where we had the problem with executive power when Obama was president. Right. It's Obama like seized a bunch of power and people were like, you're a cool dad. That's fine. Uh-huh. But then guess who came after <laughs> Trump Obama? has all the same power. Trump it's has like, all the same power, yeah, baby. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, did you ever watch, uh, did you ever see that movie J. Edgar? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Ooh, that was a rough movie. Yeah, but that uh, soured me against Army Hammer for many years. Yeah, until one magical <laughs> summer, he that and was... Timothy Chalamet frolicked <laughs> through Italy together. That movie was interesting at some points, but also, f- first off, just want to say, literal worst movie makeup I've seen Ooh. of all time. It like I was laughing in the theater. It I'm was like, this la- is bad. It was real bad. How did anyone look at that? And they were like, yeah, that's <laughs> what an old person looks yeah, like. That was. Woo, that yeah, was bad. Yeah. Uh, but um, but you get but I, I, obviously this is a movie, not a documentary. But it's ostensibly based around things that happen, and like you just get the sense from that movie and like the story of J. Edgar Hoover that like the FBI was created just from one guy's thirst for power right. to like sniff out black activists and like oh yeah he's a monster yeah like literally he was like you the poor the 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 scene where he like basically creates like the fingerprinting registry mm-hmm. <laughs> he's literally just like oh we could we could know everyone <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. we could just keep track of everybody right. it's like this wasn't some sort of like justice initiative like he the, the fbi was not created to like 
be some sort of watchdog or anything like that. It was just created to, like to hurt people, and right. uh, that's my big problem with stories like this. Like, yeah, I, I'm honestly, I do think there's something going on between Trump and Russia. It seems like there's so much evidence going that way that it'd be impossible there's not something going sure. on but it's like it's not it's also not good that the fbi is just acting as a rogue agent and i don't <laughs> think it's it's necessarily necessarily helpful or healthy for americans to think trump colluding with russia is why he's president right i feel like that's a gross oversimplification yeah yeah. he's yeah. president because millions of racists voted for him i think yeah i i think like the whole russia gate thing i think honestly my i think there is something going on with it but i also think it is not as simple people want it to be like the americans where it's like trump and putin met in a dark basement and we're like he's like i'll make you president trump was speaking russian yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah. yeah. it's like no there's so many levels to it there's like the fake there's like the disinformation campaign with the the internet research agency and fake news and that's the yeah sorry but like focusing on the relationship between trump and putin also seems like an oversimplification to me what it is is rich people fucking everybody right so whether that's like the saudi royal family and trump or trump and putin it's these like of course like global elites yeah it's it's rich people you know basic you know foreign affairs like they the saudi arabia and russia have their own self-interest of course they do because they're their own countries so like they have their own self-interest and it's in their self-interest to be able to work the president of the united states and they knew they could do that so it's you know they're doing what's what's in their best interest and Um, stuff like that but speaking of racists i want to sneak this last bad news story in we'll go a little over time because i think it's important so uh rashida tlib uh got a lot of backlash because she said a swear word everybody (gasps) when she was talking about trump and she called to, quote-unquote, impeach the motherfucker, uh, which is great, and I love that she said it. But the news went crazy because the news likes to pretend that they are, like, these Puritans when it comes to stuff like profanity. But when it comes to stuff like, I don't know, Steve King being a giant fucking racist, <laughs> that doesn't offend them to the same level of Rashida Tlaib saying, uh, motherfucker. Yeah, so... Spoiler alert, uh, her swearing got five times more cable coverage than Steve King being a outright white nationalist. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't even know. I like to imagine that Fox News has like a fainting couch (laughs) (laughs) at their office. I really really hope they do. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I just feel like, I don't know. Stuff like this is so bad, but it also doesn't surprise me at all. The Steve King thing is like, uh, the only thing I'll say about the Steve King thing is just like, I'm so, I'm just glad that he finally said something that was so racist that even like (laughs) the Republicans had to be like, all right, you got us. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's been a racist forever. And they just... And yeah, yeah there's like, quiet about it. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing too about Steve King's like racism is that like I think I said this about somebody else on the podcast before, but like what gets me about Steve King is like obviously Steve King is an outright racist and he finally like finally Republicans are catching on to that. 
maybe they already knew and they just they were knew. trying not to do anything about it. They but like, knew. finally it got so bad that they had to address it publicly. Yes, that's what it is. But the thing is, like, Steve King says the same things that people like Gavin McInnes, yes. Richard Spencer, they all of these people say the same shit and it gets it keeps getting defended as like no no they're not racist they're just like they're pro-american or they're pro like they always use the code words western civilization okay that means white people when people talk about western civilization they mean white people so like that's what steve king was doing for so long and it's like so many people in the republican party always talking about the you know even like really the mainstream people like Ben Shapiro or like mm-hmm. all these like conservative commentators always, always talk about the benefits of Western civilization and stuff. And it's always, always code word for white people. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad, I hope more bad things happen to Steve King, <laughs> uh, but it's got to keep going further. And people have got to start addressing it with everybody else. You can't, like, you can't wait till he says white supremacy. You yeah, have to, like, you have to call it out when he's saying Western civilization. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, like they have to keep calling out all of these people that are just constantly using these code words because it's all the same message. It's just Steve King was finally so dumb. They got caught about it, but like right. they're I all mean, saying guess, the same thing. I guess it is mildly, uh, reassuring that there's still a limit yeah you know what i mean yeah sure especially under trump it's like <laughs> yeah. kind of amazing that any republican was like all right that's too far yeah yeah because yeah. you would feel like I, I guess it's that his popularity is so low right now yeah do you yeah. see drudge the <laughs> no they uh they were not happy with trump because they thought that he uh manipulated their poll <laughs> Or sent people uh-huh. to to skew the poll. Yeah. So like the top three stories on Drudge this afternoon were anti-Trump. <laughs> so I mean he lost Drudge at least yeah. temporarily. Wow. So his approval ratings are very very low. <laughs> uh, and so maybe that's part of it too. They're like you're unpopular and yeah. we don't want to be associated with your brand, which is just outright racism. <laughs> right, right, right. So we have to distance ourselves yeah, at this point. Yeah, I'm sure. Guys, that's enough of talking about white supremacists, am I right? Eric doesn't agree with me. He doesn't yep. like cocoa. Mm-hmm. Guys, here's your good news. I wanted to shout out teachers in Los Angeles yeah. who walked off the job nice. Monday morning Sick. in their first strike in 30 years. Oh, that's awesome. Um, love the wording of this article, Los Angeles Times, quote, unquote, placing hundreds of thousands of students in limbo. Oh, my God. They sent them to the place worse than hell. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know that a bunch of teachers did that on Monday? Wow. They put them where the unbaptized babies live, in limbo. That's, wow. I didn't know teachers could do that, I LA either. Times. Honestly, I just learned that's something. that's so much power. I'm not going to subscribe for four <laughs> weeks for only 99 cents, you pieces of shit. Anyways, uh, about 31,000 members of the teachers union had agreed to walk out to try to win smaller class sizes. Those sons of bitches. Wow. They put students in limbo they? for that? Uh, more support staff. They want more support staff and better pay. Can you even fucking? Why believe would they do that? These why would assholes. They, why would they kill thousands of children like that and put them in limbo? That's insane. <sighs> I just yeah. I mean th- that is shitty, but it's also important to like 
that is always the justification they use to try to yes. squash teacher. How uh, could you do that to the babies? Yeah, it's uh, like, and it's also like, do you care about the babies when they're getting mowed down by a uh, gunman in the classroom? Yeah, are you like, what about the babies? Right, and or even like more less dramatic than that is like. It's not good when there's like forty kids in a classroom. Well, right. You know, like it's the like whole reason they're doing this is for the precious little babies. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they can't learn. They have no fucking resources. There's black mold growing in their schools. <laughs> yeah. Uh have you ever seen those photos online? Oh, of wild yeah. mushrooms growing yeah. inside a school. That's yeah, not like good. Teachers have to like provide books sometimes. They have to provide classroom yeah. supplies. Like yeah. like and it's like it's so it's just so shitty. When you see people like disparaging teachers who are striking and it's like like this, like saying like they're putting kids in limbo. First off, the kids just don't have to go to school. Second off. Oh, my God. Do you know how psyched I would have been if our <laughs> fucking teachers went on strike when I was in high school? I would have been like, I support unions. Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of different things going on with that because it's like, you know, some parents can't be home to take care of the kids. Sure, and all of stuff. course. Like there's a there's it's a big complicated web of sure, stuff. Sure, but sure. It's like it's not it's also not good for the kids to go to school and like, you know, they have to sit in a room with 50 other kids and they can't learn because they yeah. the teacher the teacher's stressed out and doesn't have supply adequate supplies for them. And the kids are hungry because they're poor and they can't can't afford food, but the, the school won't you know provide food for them. Like, you know, there's all these things going on with education they're all bad but like they don't want to address any of those like like even the things are like you know those stories that come out where it's like like uh there was a story like a month or two ago about like uh kids getting rejected lunch because they owed the school money for lunch yeah you know it's like that's also bad for kids but we don't address any of that but as soon as the Mm -hmm. teachers try to improve conditions at Mm -hmm. the school it's like wow why why won't they think about the children right and that they're somehow being greedy uh i like this quote from michael lamont who's 48 who teaches third grade at hooper elementary um he said we're marching for the future of public education no one's doing this for fun we're missing our kids it's raining we're not going to get paid End quote. <laughs> but it's yeah, like, it's fucking... Yeah, it's, it's miserable to... Ha- I mean, to have to protest to begin with. Also, like... But then also people were afraid that the turnout would be low because it was raining, as yeah. you mentioned. Uh, a bunch of people still turned out, so that's good. Yeah, it's just like... It, like, just everything is so backwards in public education. It's so frustrating. It's just like, you know what? Teachers should be paid more and administrators should be paid less. Mm-hmm. For the love of God, I yeah. don't know what the principal of the school does. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's a hard job, but is it, it when compared is it? to <laughs> when compared to a teacher who's trying to teach a classroom of sixty students? Yeah, it's just like you know what I mean. There's so many like in every office of every public school. There are so many administrators that are all doing. I, I mean, I'm sure they're doing work. I don't, I don't mean to disparage them in any way, but it's like too late. Well, you are on a tirade. What I'm saying is that schools shouldn't have principals, okay? <laughs> uh, but it's just like, I'm sure they're all doing a job, but it's like, they're all paid dramatically more money than teachers. True. Administration in public edu- in public schools are all paid just, and in colleges, it's even worse. Administrators in college are paid unbelievable I guess, money. I guess, like, my thing is if we just taxed, like, Jeff Bezos yeah. slightly higher, we could pay principals very well and teachers we could just take a billion dollars from jeff bezos and he wouldn't even notice he wouldn't notice guys we could sneak into his bedroom right now you know under his pillow where he keeps a billion dollars 
just take it from him. You know how you know how I know he wouldn't notice because he just gave away half of his fucking money. When people were like, "He's so dumb for not signing a prenup," I'm like, "He's not dumb. He just knew he could give away half his wealth to his and ex-wife, it wouldn't fucking and it wouldn't matter. fucking matter." That's how fucking rich Jeff <laughs> Bezos is. He's like, "Yeah, I don't fucking care." I d- it's unbelievable to me. I know we're supposed to be the good news segment. But like, <laughs> it's unbelievable to me that the richest man in the world can get divorced, give away half of everything he owns, and then Simon, that doesn't destroy him. It, in fact, make him still one of the richest people of all time. And his wife is now one of the richest right. people of all time. And we're not just like, just take their money. Take their fucking money Eric from them. Eric is pounding <laughs> his fist on the armrest right now. It drives me absolutely insane. Penny the way- ran over here uh-huh. like, are we bad-mouthing Jeff Bezos? <laughs> Do you have something to say? Is he about to fuck her up? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's how Penny feels about it. Uh, guys, last good news story. Uh, and again, keeping with the theme of so many good news segments, it involves something bad happening to one of my enemies. This is my favorite. I love, I love the Schadenfreude corner. Schadenfreude corner. Uh, six families of victims. Ki- what if I shouldn't have said that I was going to talk about my enemies? <laughs> are those the people that are your enemies? And immediately talk about Sandy Hook families. <laughs> the Sandy Hook kids are your enemies. They are not my enemies, <laughs> but they are involved in this story. Six families of victims killed at Sandy Hook Elementary School won a legal victory Friday in their fight against Alex Jones. There he is. There's my enemy. (laughs) Uh, A judge in Connecticut has granted the families uh, discovery requests, allowing them to access, among other things, InfoWars internal marketing and financial documents. The judge has scheduled a hearing next week to decide whether to allow the plaintiff's attorneys to depose Jones himself. Uh, the plaintiffs include the parents of five children who went to the school, as well as family members of first grade teacher Victoria Lee Soto and Principal Dawn Hotsprung, according to a statement from the plaintiff's attorneys. So this is obviously good because uh, Alex Jones is a piece of shit. And one of the, I would say, the most indefensible thing he has ever done is claim that Sandy Hook uh, was a false flag operation and that the families are committing fraud and pretending that their children were killed. Yeah, that was the other big thing, too, is like it wasn't even just that it was a false flag, but it was a false flag and also fake. You're liars. You're liars and your baby's not dead. It's like you're a fucking monster. I think there's a certain tipping point. Like, obviously, Alex Jones has blown past the tipping point. Uh, but like you can make the argument in their their nascent years that like Glenn Beck and Alex Jones were just playing a character and uh, they're they're showmen, right? That's essentially what Alex Jones argued in his like the custody trial. Too late, fucker. Uh, you you hit a point where that's no longer true and you're actively committing malicious harm. Well, yeah, and I mean, he hit that point long ago. But this is by far the most evil thing even, he's ever done. Yeah, I mean, even if he is playing a character it doesn't matter it doesn't matter right. if you claim it to be like a, f- a new show or whatever you know whatever he's claiming it to be yeah. it's like you still said it and you still like inflicted you said it and your your platform's too big now like if you were some shock jock dj in you know fort worth texas don't know why i picked that city i'm sorry fort worth wow um that's just where every episode of cops <laughs> is <Yeah>. said so <laughs> you're you're that true. place in yeah. my mind fort worth and miami so 
It would be one thing if you were like a shock jock in Fort Worth, Texas. Still bad. You might still be doing harm, but it's very localized. Once you have a national platform, you can no longer be like, I'm an entertainer. Yeah. Well, I also think, too, like a big thing is, you know, we always talk about how the law is very behind society mm-hmm. the way is you know the way like you look at like cyberbullying laws and stuff like that how like the law is not caught up to our modern times or say when you try to explain what patreon is <laughs> right. to the brooklyn supreme uh-huh. court yeah. and they're like we don't we, care I, and i'm we, like and i'm crying and it sounds like, like you don't have a job it's like no i do i do have it i have five jobs because i'm a oh really what, what so the name of the company you work I for i freelance at a bunch of different places but they're all technically five that the, sounds. They're all technically jobs. Do you have set hours? Do you have like? No, I make my own hours. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like you don't have a job. I have five jobs. It uh, sounds I'm like so tired. It sounds like. Can you I take don't a nap a behind your desk? I'm just gonna curl up <laughs> right here. Um, but like you know, it, like you said, it would be different if he was like. I think stuff like this has to be policed a lot more aggressively in the internet age because it's no longer just that Alex Jones said something crazy because pre-internet, if you're on a radio show, even a national radio show, if you're on a radio show, you say something crazy, it's like, this is stupid. It gets out into the culture. There's, you know, this stuff happens. Current times, when Alex Jones says uh, all the Sandy Hook parents are lying uh, because they want to take your guns away, thousands of people on the internet start mm-hmm. harassing yep. these people. Yep, and doxing so, them and they have to flee their homes. This is a so it's much different. It's now. terrorism. It's it's it is so much different now. Yeah. With and and another big thing that we don't really address legally so much is that when Alex Jones does stuff like that, he knows that's going to happen. Yeah. That's the point. Right. Like so it, th- that's why stuff like this has to be like address so much more aggressively because it's not just it's not just that he said something shitty about the Sandy because if it right. was just that it would be so much different. Right. If it was just like oh Alex Jones is a crank and he said some stupid shit you know like nobody sued the fucking loose change guys about their dumb nine right. eleven documentary and like, like but it's because he knows what's going to happen when he puts this on air and I know this is sort of beating a dead horse but I can't emphasize this enough. If there was somehow a left-wing version or maybe a Muslim version of what Alex Jones did with Pizzagate where an armed gunman showed up at a pizza place with a gun because he thought prominent Democrats had a child sex ring in the basement that didn't exist of Mm -hmm. this pizza place. If there was somehow like a left-wing or a Muslim version, like a non-white man version of that, They would instantly be labeled a terrorist organization. Uh-huh. Everyone would have gone to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone who works for Infowars would have gone to jail. But it's tolerated because Alex Jones is a cis white dude. Oh, they do, and he's a conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, yeah. they do it all the time. I mean, the you know, um, there was a guy that got caught with guns in his car. Was going to shoot up like the Family Research Council. Oh, it happened. And, like, another gunman had Glenn Beck's book. Like, yeah, it's yeah. happened so they many times. Talk about it all the time like or like when it happens in the reverse where like like i said like there was a guy that was going to shoot up like uh uh billy graham's uh, not billy graham um 
the Family Research Council, the the anti-gay. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. There was a he, he didn't do it. He got caught. He got pulled over, and uh-huh. he had a bunch of guns in his car, and was like going to shoot up the Family Research Council. They did not stop talking about it for years. Mm. Nothing happened. Oh, he didn't have like Rachel Maddow's book in his car or anything. Uh, I don't think so. But he just. He told cops that's what he was going to do, basically. Oh, okay. like, I'm going to shoot up the family research. Right, right. And they didn't stop talking about it for years. The, the fucking Steve Scalise shooting, they are still talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. trying to pin it on Bernie Sanders and, like, DSA right, or whatever, right, Antifa. Sure. You know? It's just like, they, they don't stop talking about it forever mm. when it happens to them. But then right. when it happens, in the when it's on their side and people, like, people are shooting up pizza restaurants... You know, they just try to pin it on cranks like Alex Jones. Like, you know, we don't know why this happened. Right. You know? Penny, thoughts? Come on. Wow. She's wow. very mad at me. Silent. Yeah. The I could uh, make the noise I make when she's getting fed, but that seems cruel. Ooh, that would be. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it because this is a classy show. Penny, there's just going to be an awkward pause where you could have talked to mommy. You bitch. (laughs) She just angrily. I wish you guys could see how pissed she is. Hold on. I'll take a photo and I'll put it on our Instagram so you can see what I'm looking at right now. Because she is fucking furious at me. She is so upset. I think this is the angriest I've ever seen her. Oh, man. Wow. All right. I'll put that up on our Instagram. By the way, follow us on Instagram. By the way, we talked a lot about corporate news today. You know what this show isn't? Corporate news. Wow. That's why you didn't hear any ads. Other than me t- talking passionately for free about Quip and <laughs> Dollar Those were not invented <laughs> ads, guys. Those were, Those not, were not, not reads. I'm an idiot and I don't know how to do business, right? So I, I was like, like you're just doing, do this for free. I love that you're just doing free reads yeah. for <laughs> podcast sponsors. That's how you know I just genuinely enjoy those things because <laughs> I'm not getting any money for that. Uh, I'm not good at business. So uh, if you like the show, go to lighttreason.news. You can sign up to keep us going. Thank you so much to everybody who signed up at my Patreon recently, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. That's how I pay my rent, baby. Nice. And we do fun stuff like online hangouts, and you get to send questions that we'll answer on Light Treason News. Um, yeah, I, I put a poll up at my Patreon asking when you guys want me to do the next online hangout because I know uh, some people have said that the hours don't work for them. So I think the next one we're going to do is on the weekend, but in the PM. Ooh. We'll try that, see if new people turn out and if that works. Uh, maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. Is that wacky? Please follow Eric on Twitter at E-R-E-K underscore Smith. Follow Light Treason News on Twitter and on Facebook. If you had any thoughts about today's episode, hashtag Light Treason Pod. I love when you guys tweet your favorite parts of the show or any quotes. Because we truly forget about everything (laughs) we've said as soon as we're done recording. So Mm -hmm. that helps my memory as well (laughs) about what the fuck happened over the span of an hour. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Sorry if the world ended on Friday. I guess Our we'll bad. find out next week. Yeah. Right, Penny? Wow. All right. Uh, be good. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>